Angelica grabs my face, stares into my eyes, and looks for signs of love. Her hands are cool and stronger than I remember. It's not the first time she has pressed them against my cheeks. She leans in so close I can smell leathery Aramis cologne on her neck. She wears it every day, says it reminds her of her late husband. It is a debonair street smell, like freshly watered mint and basil that I planted in the garden, or just smoked cigarettes on Charlotte's stoop, or my mother's chemical hairspray. I keep my eyes open and on Angelica, but I'm aching to slide my sunglasses over my face and disappear. I don't like the over-soft, worn texture of her hands or the way I can feel her wedding ring folded beneath her wrinkles. She turns my face this way and that like love might be hiding under my chin or behind my ear. She brings her fingers close to my eyes, pulling at them from below so they open a little wider. I shift my gaze skyward. Someone tied balloons to the rusting garden gate for the shared birthday, which comes every year at the beginning of April, and a few of them have freed themselves and are floating up, up, and away. I think I wouldn't mind being a red balloon against a blue Brooklyn sky looking down over Devonair Street. Angelica moves a hand to my forehead. Beside me, Delilah sighs. She's next. Angelica's eyes close and her lips purse and she tilts her ear to the ground like she's listening for an earthquake. When her eyes open, she's beaming. From a certain angle, she looks almost young, but most of the time she looks even older than her 75 years. That's what a lifetime on Devonair Street does to a person, I guess. I love it here, in spite of Angelica and her minions and the crazy things they believe. Or maybe because of them. She pats my cheek. It's almost a whack. There's power behind it. Good girl, she says, before looking over at my mother. Lorna's not in love. Her Polish accent lilts on the word love, so it sounds like luff. The accent itself is a mystery. She was born on the street to a Polish mother and an American father, but her voice carries her mother's history instead of her father's or her own. When we ask her about it, Angelica only shrugs. I am my mother's daughter, she says. We are all our mother's daughters, are we not? With Angelica, the only answer we are allowed is yes. And it's true, or it is for me. I look at my mother. She raises her eyebrows and lets her eyes laugh while the rest of her stays serious. I echo the look. I'm always a little bit scared and a little bit delighted during the shared birthday. There is not even the littlest bit of laugh on your daughter. Angelica says to my mother, who is across the garden, past the bench and the waterless fountain, by the opposite gate. My mother nods like it matters. Angelica nods back and pats the top of my head, telling me to step away so that the next girl can step forward. Today is our birthday. It's not anyone's birthday, but it's the date Angelica chose as the day Cruz, Charlotte, Delilah, Isla and I would celebrate our birthdays. Our parents' generation goes without now, and the few kids younger than we are still have a couple more years of individual parties. Maybe the little kids look forward to them, but I barely remember my last real birthday, when I was nine. The shared birthday suits me. Devonair Street suits me. 
The shared birthday is one of dozens of things we do for Angelica, like Christmas trees and Easter egg hunts and the block party on the last day of summer. We do things because traditions feel cozy and safe. But more than that, we do things like the shared birthday because Angelica is the person who fed us baked ziti's and perfectly undercooked brownies when our dads died and our moms were too sad to get out of bed. Angelica played an ancient, faded version of life at the coffee table with me every afternoon for a month. She fed Delilah from a bottle like she was her own. She took Charlotte to her piano recital and clapped so hard it was embarrassing. Angelica is the one who shouted, Leave the young ones alone, Dubki, when reporters tried to take pictures of Cruz and Isla and me after the bombing. They didn't need to speak Polish to know she was calling them assholes. That's why her scent, Aramis, lavender tea, celery breath, and the unidentifiable something else of getting old, makes me think of kindness and strength, safety and courage all at once. That's why I let her touch my face and determine my fate once a year in a garden full of my very best friends and the women who have watched me and warned me and asked me to be one of them. It's easy to do ridiculous things for someone who bought you a stuffed rhino and a fairy tale coloring book when your heart was breaking for the first time.